You are watching and listening to Tags Live, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. I'm your host, Stevie. It's Wednesday night. We're live streaming alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful in Brooklyn this evening. You know, my new home state, Brooklyn. I love that. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Um, insider joke, soon to be non-insider joke. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. get to it. We will get to it. Absolutely. <laughs> Feeling good here, doing good. All right. We have a lot to get into on this episode 421 as this show gets repackaged. Um, you know, I wanted to follow up on what we were talking about on Tags Podcast podcast 420 the other day about mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. And remember, Cody, we were talking about how the Supreme Court took up a case that was a web, a female web designer mm -hmm. who is, wants to design wedding websites for clients. And the whole thing we were talking all about how she doesn't want to designed for same-sex couples. And the Supreme Court has been talking all about this. What we didn't talk about on episode 420 that I think is kind of important mm -hmm. is the whole thing is hypothetical. In other words, there's no case where she has clients. In fact, she just wants to, in the state of Colorado, start a web business designing mm -hmm. websites for married couples or potential married couples she just doesn't want to get caught up in the event that she would get a same-sex couple coming to her so all of this is hypothetical oh. and if you so the fact that the supreme court took it up because she brought it up mm -hmm. to her state and then it went all the way to the supreme court the some of the court supreme court justices were actually talking about the alleged hypothetical situations bringing up crazy things i think it was justice alito who was saying things like what if again mm -hmm. what if a black santa claus in a mall had to see a baby a white baby that was dressed in a klu klutz clan would he then be able to turn away the baby that's i mean these are the kinds of crazy hypothetical things that they yeah. were actually bringing up it's ridiculous i didn't realize the whole thing was hypothetical and not even fact did yeah. you when we were talking I, about no this? i didn't know at all i was like <laughs> well oh this woman has a million clients she's made a million websites and she knows what she's doing but she's a website developer with no websites how dreadful she's just the worst i can't even understand it and hypothetically she won't have any clients after this so well exactly and the whole thing is i mean i got to thinking more about this and first of all you can build your own website these days like with programs like wix yeah. I, I you know back in the day i was talking about on episode 420 we had a fashion lifestyle website well we were, we were video based we hired somebody out and we mm -hmm. were working with them closely and i said i hired somebody that was gay and that knew about fashion mm -hmm. to do the website for tags podcast i just used one of the ones i think square up that we use squarespace thank you okay. mm -hmm. and it worked fine so yeah. most people that develop that want a wedding website it's temporary 
do you really need to even hire somebody? So she's kind of irrelevant and hypothetical to begin with, in my mind. Yeah. It's just the whole idea of it. I just think it all comes from a divisive point of view that's really reflective of what's going on in our country anyway. The fact that nobody wants to, everyone wants to be divided. Everyone's coming down on the LGBTQ community. And this just fits right into the landscape of where we're at. But yeah. but She's sad. Alita was sad. Yeah. It's just a sad situation. Well, in Virginia, and we were talking about this online, this is kind of a relevant related story, a Virginia uh-huh. restaurant. And I was as- actually asking you, Cody, mm-hmm. are, are, is it in my imagination or are you from Virginia? <laughs> or I feel like you, you say two different places and which one's the lie? Okay. Both of them are the truth. There's no lies told here. I don't. <laughs> and now Brooklyn. So this we, is my home Virgi- state now. Okay, the titties say Brooklyn. The titties say Brooklyn, honey. Okay, she's a Brooklyn gal right now. (laughs) um, I was born in Florida. Oh, my God. We're now going back. So here we go. Back in the day, back in... Okay, wait, this is an hour (laughs) podcast, so we only got so much I (laughs) know. No, I was born in Florida, but my mom moved around so much. But the two main places that we lived predominantly were were Virginia and New Jersey. I used to live in Hampton, Virginia. We lived okay. my my father's side of the family is from there, so that's another reason why I claim Virginia as my home state. And my mother's side is from New Jersey. Okay. So that's why I claim New Jersey as my home state as well. So I'm from two places. I'm okay. a man of, of many origins. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you're not making things up. And no. I'll check your, no, check your no. work. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, but I grew up a lot of places. I lived in Kansas before, too. That's right. You mentioned Kansas before, too. Yeah. Oh, and my North goodness. Carolina. We, we met to Florida. We was, we've been around the world. And now, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Lisa Stansfield. I love it. All right. Well, currently in Virginia, there's a restaurant that canceled a reservation of an anti-LGBTQ plus organization. It's called the Metzger Bar and Butchery. Actually, one of the chefs on there, she's been on things like Top Chef before, which is kind of cool. I'm surprised I didn't recognize her name, Brittany and Anderson. Oh. Well, the restaurant canceled the reservation for an event hosted by a conservative organization. And they were citing things like the nonprofit's condemnation of same-sex marriage and abortion rights. Metzger Bar and Butchery, a German-inspired eatery in Richmond, canceled mm-hmm. the booking made by the Family Foundation. They did it. I was hearing about it. Not They didn't give them that much time. But the restaurant said it has always refuse service to anyone for making our staff uncomfortable or unsafe. And this is the driving force behind our decision. Many of our staff are women and or members of the LGBTQ plus community. All our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity and a safe space. The Family Foundation is accused the restaurant. Oh, and the, um, the, like I said, the foundation seeks according to the restaurant, seeks Mm -hmm. to deprive women and LGBTQ plus people of their basic human rights in Virginia. Um, 
the family foundation went on to accuse the restaurant of canceling the restaurant an hour before and they went as far as to say we've been canceled again said the group's president and they likened it to earlier times of when black people were not allowed to dine in restaurants they said welcome to the 21st century where people who likely consider themselves progressive attempt to recreate an environment from the 50s and early 60s when people were denied food service due to their race okay not the same thing at what? all what the Had audacity it. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, I was l reading, listening to some news reports on this, and the restaurant had every right when it has to do with your political beliefs. So, in other yes. words, you can refuse service if it disagrees with your political beliefs or goes against your political beliefs. When it isn't cool, and this is across the country, this mm -hmm. you can refuse service. When it isn't allowed is when it's for religious reasons, if they denied him for that, which would be really hard to prove and doesn't sound like this case at all. Mm -hmm. Or obviously, if they were black. Yes. So that's where this president of this organization gets it all wrong. The 50s and 60s had to do with refusing people just because they were black. That yeah. you cannot do anymore in this country. It's, so it's, it's apples and oranges. And I don't yeah. even know what she's talking about. Um, what were your thoughts when this restaurant said no absolutely yeah you I, cannot. To I totally agree with the restaurant and i'm so proud of them i think that when in this instance these are the very people that are trying to deny people their rights basically right. so to turn around and kind of deny them service is totally it's a it's so ironic and delicious and i love every moment of it i wish more establishments stood up for the workers the way this one is taking a stand i i've worked so many places where i i felt demeaned at the very least and nothing was ever done uh so i get that it's it's sometimes hard for an establishment to turn down money in favor of their staff. And I'm really just proud of this establishment for really sticking to their guns and <clears throat> letting this group know that this is not a place for where discrimination, because they're the ones that want to discriminate at the, at the end of the day. So that it won't stand in this establishment. Right. So and we don't know what kind of event this was. Are they going to be promoting this kind of rhetoric at the event where many LGBTQ people work? It just doesn't work. And yeah. I'm glad they stood up for it. They got some great comments too, where people said, thank you for doing this. And now many people want to come to the restaurant. I was going to so, say, should we go yeah. back to my home state of Virginia? We, I would go and I would go to this restaurant and because it's a top chef, I love Top Chef. I'm a big fan of it. So I'm sure it's delicious. So let's make a trip to your hometown. We can, you want well, your many. Well, I dated a guy in Richmond. So okay. if you want to know a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever had love at first sight was with this guy. He's from Richmond. And I would drive an hour from Hampton, where I'm from, okay. to, to Richmond, Virginia. Uh, basically every week and spend the weekend with him. He was, it was beautiful. We were young. We were like 20, ooh, 20. Ooh. 
He had 1920. You, you were driving <laughs> that amount. I barely want to go to Queens or Brooklyn to see anybody. <laughs> I left my good boots, combat boots there too. So I hope you still got them. Mr. You know your name. God damn it. <laughs> Are there any cool gay bars in Virginia? Yes, you... there's so many. I say we, we go to this to restaurant go. and maybe do our show on the road and Ooh. maybe at a local bar. Are we Let's taking this show about... on the road? I sensing yes. I I'm planning some things. So Ooh. let's talk about it. Well this is new to me. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> well, we are live every Wednesday night and we welcome people who are watching us live, like Jen Synth, who Jin, who Jin. just said, Hey guys, welcome back, Jen. We haven't seen you in a minute. And so feel free to put a, a say hi, ask questions, weigh in on hot topics. All right. Well, I wanted to read something from a listener who followed up on a previous story. Daniel says, hi, Steve. Um, I've been faithfully listening to the podcast for a few years now. I'm usually doing laundry or yard work while listening. Anyway, I had to write as I was very heartened by the advice you and Cody gave that HIV positive listener. And if you remember, we did this last Wednesday on episode 419. I'm also 40, uh, 48, became positive in 98, and spent the next eight years dating with the stigma that exists in the gay community. So I can empathize. And when Cody said that your other listener is worthy of love, I teared up. You two are good people. Thank you so much, Daniel, for letting us know. And yes, we were talking about stigma on HIV stigma and how it still exists. Clearly, obviously in 98, obviously before that, and like our um, listener last week, today even. So we'll keep yeah. talking about this and always feel like you can DM us. You can always ask us for advice. Go to our Instagram at Tags Podcast and DM us there, or go to our website, tagspodcast.com. Okay, I did not know this, Cody, but apparently Oxford Dictionary comes out with a word of the year. This doesn't even relate to, we're going to make it relate to our show here, but, you know, we talk about hot topics. I couldn't help but not want to talk about this. The word that Oxford university press came up with that is this year ready drum roll goblin mode goblin mode <laughs> have you heard of goblin mode before no am i going underneath a bridge what's going on <laughs> so apparently goblin mode uh the oup word of the year also known as the oxford word of the year was chosen by the public for the first time a group came up with goblin mode over metaverse and hashtag i like, I, I like metaverse and uh, hashtag i stand with i like that one more goblin mode that sounds like something i did back in the in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> under a bridge <laughs> well according to the ox so um as you Here's how they describe it. Are you still in bed? Are there piles of clothes and takeout food boxes strewn across the floor? Do you have chip crumbs on your sheets? Have you broken your self-care routine more times than you can count? Do you not even care? If so, you might already be in goblin mode. 
Like I said, this was the word. Um, it also describes behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations, traits that may have become familiar to many during lockdown. Um, I The only time I could relate to this, a little bit maybe during lockdown, because mm-hmm. we, we, I think we were all going stir crazy, and who was I cleaning the apartment for? And I just got used to things just being oh. around. But I definitely got this way when I broke my ankle, earlier this year when I couldn't really get around and things were everywhere in this apartment. I mean, I think I did the show here, but there was empty bags of this here. There was open bottles and I just couldn't get around. And I also didn't care. All I could care about was just getting through this, but I couldn't move around. But definitely during lockdown, did you ever have any moments where you had what they're calling goblin mode. I think that when I am in, it sounds to me like a depressive state, honestly. So when I get into those states, I get really OCD. I clean a lot, especially if I'm going to be in the place that I am in all the time, like I was in lockdown. Yeah. So I I tend to get more more clean, and I get in goblin goblin mode. I guess this is a thing that we're doing. It sounds like I don't think we're doing it. It's just the word of the yeah. Okay. When when I'm really busy, that's when I get in my goblin mode. That's when I'm like, there's clothes everywhere because and Joe will not let me do goblin mode personally. He is very particular about how his living space. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. We're going to be talking about living together in an upcoming topic soon. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I don't do or I haven't done, except if I'm in a hotel, is eat mm-hmm. in my bed. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't no. really, I don't, yeah, because I don't want crumbs and all that Who crap in my crumbs bed. crumbs in their bed? Yeah, that I think you've lost it. If you're starting to do that, you need to really seek help, I think. I mean, I've eaten ice cream in my bed, though. What about that? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong. Yeah, that's okay. As long as you don't make a mess. No ice cream sundaes or hot fudge. You know what I used to do? Oh my gosh, I'm crazy. I used to lay a, a, a towel or a blanket out if I wanted to eat anything in the bed because and then i would just fold up the towel put it right in the dirty clothes hamper and then that's a way around it you can also do that i mean people do that with sex too right oh (laughs) oh, maybe that's where i got it from (laughs) or people that are really into food and sex i think yeah oh oh the whipped cream you know yeah i definitely need to get those vinyl or plastic sheets sounds like they have multiple uses now so (laughs) Jin watching us live says I used to eat in my bed when I rented a room and was not allowed to use the kitchen oh well yeah you got to do what you got to do I mean if that's where you had to eat you had to eat there um yeah absolutely I do sometimes in hotel rooms a little bit if I'm you know particularly by myself but like to your point when you're with somebody and Nine times out of 10, everybody I get hooked up with, they're neat freaks and Mm -hmm. absolutely not would probably cut off my hands if I brought anything (laughs) food-wise to the bed. So yeah, not happening. Me and those clothes would be in the Hudson somewhere. We would be. (laughs) Right, exactly. All right, moving on. You know, 
Bali. I've always wanted to go to Bali. Most people have always talked about Bali being such a beautiful, maybe spiritual place. You might want to think twice about going there anytime soon as gay tourists could face jail in Bali after Indonesia passed a new sex ban law. Now, stay with me because okay. it's not, you may or may not be as serious as you think. On Tuesday, in a unanimous vote, the Indonesian parliament made sex outside of marriage illegal. So the ban is part of a larger overhaul of the country's criminal code, which would make extramarital sex punishable by a year in jail. Couples who are not married but live together could be jailed for six months or fined 10 million rupiah, I think it's called. The the penalties will apply to everyone in Indonesia, including tourists, in order, but here's the catch, Cody. In order to make an arrest, the police must get a complaint from a close family friend, which is so bizarre. So that's why I don't think really you have to worry if you're a tourist because what close family friends, Cody, or do you, since you lived everywhere, do you have in Bali? <laughs> you might want to be... <laughs> be ca- I got to be careful. You never know. Actually, you know what? My dad is in the Philippines. Oh, in the Philippines. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, it's close. It's yeah. close enough. Yeah. You, you never know with that man. He might call in uh, Bali, and it, he might be on the phone to Bali in two seconds talking about me. So, you never know. This is crazy to me, though, because... People that are not married, so anybody can, if somebody could call the authorities on you and you could be in jail for that. The the way it affects our LGBTQ plus is you can't get married in Bali, Indonesia. So it's a, you're, you're fucked essentially because Mm -hmm. you can't get married. So you can't even rectify that by getting married so then you can have sex with your partner so it's all going to be in secret i mean who's you know what happens behind your doors happens behind your doors but what if you had that one cousin cody that just didn't (laughs) like you or or an enemy that could now essentially this goes into effect i think in three years but i'd get out if i were you yeah yeah because if you have any enemies, they could call the cops on you and say, I'm a close family friend. They can be the cousin. They can pretend yeah. to be your cousin. And what is this going to be like on a Judge Judy type situation in <laughs> Indonesia? Where Prove it. Prove how you know the person really well, a close family friend. Are you going to have receipts on your phone that you're in, going to pull up? Yeah. In the time I mean, of CCB. Close and family friends. Yeah. is ridiculous. This law is archaic. But they really took a big swing. They really outlawed all extramarital sex. I would totally move. Me and you would be out of Indonesia so fast. We would be packing our bags, saying goodbye to the shady-ass family that we got there. And I don't understand how they want anybody to even live there. It's crazy. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But it's, it's like we're taking one step forward and two steps back because just like we reported last year, week oh my god i was gonna say last year Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just like we reported last year uh, last week in singapore they are on the road to approving gay marriage so maybe this is in like direct effect of that happening because they they totally uh may decriminalize gay sex 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, so they decriminalize gay sex in Singapore, but are nowhere near approving gay marriage in Singapore. So it was like a win and a loss, but at least mm -hmm. you can have sex in Singapore. Yeah. That now gay sex, Bali. The crazy thing also about Bali, like we were talking about at the beginning, is it's such a destination. I think when you think about those tropical places that you want to go to, those destinations that are just oozing with the tropics yoga yeah. meditation where you really want is bali everybody wants to go to bali i mean i don't barely know anything about it but i know that i used to want to go there just because meditation and i love yoga and doing mm -hmm. all those i know plenty of gay instructors yoga instructors who have had their retreats there mm -hmm. and it's going to be such a deterrent now to for our community to go there tourism is going to plummet be, based plummet. on this it's going to be really dead. bad move bali yeah. indonesia for doing this do you know if the same applies for singapore do they have the same culture as far as do you know anything about traveling to singapore at all does anybody you know, the, know in the comments too? yeah i mean singapore is very western in general so it's very i mean you go there it's very much has many of the starbucks all the things that we like on here in the states mm -hmm. bali is totally different okay. but Ah, but you can now is. have gay sex in Singapore. So yeah, yeah. maybe I was going to say, I would just know that I would rather spend my money in Singapore than in Indonesia. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, moving on to, I love this story because there is a gay reverend out there who read, he went to the reading room <laughs> on this troll and I just got to read you some of these things. It's yes. a gay reverend. He went viral kind of for his sassy response to a hater who questioned how he could possibly teach Christianity while also sleeping with men. And the reverend's responses were simply priceless. So the reverend's name is Daniel Brereton. He's a reverend at St. John's Dixie Anglican Church in Mississauga, Ontario. Did okay. I say that right, Cody? I think it's Mississauga. Well, Mississauga. I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Mississauga, Ontario, which is going to be your drag queen name. Upcoming. Well, well, I decided to give it to the Reverend because now I want to see the Reverend in a RuPaul's Drag Race reading challenge because of, of this story now. It's yes. Iconic. Please go. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> the Reverend, like we said, he put up this tweet exchange. So the guy, the the guy that wrote in said, WTF, the crank began. How can someone who has sex with men teach people about the Bible? Well, Brereton responded, Sex with men? The reports of my sex life have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Unamused, the hater responded, Even one man is a sin. The Reverend wrote back, You must know my ex. The hater then wrote, You can't teach the word of God while having sex with men. The Reverend, this is priceless. Are you speaking from experience, he wrote? Personally, oh. I've never tried doing them at the same time. But I suppose if your camera was stable enough and your partner quiet enough and the people in your study group didn't mind, well, Burton 
Consent really? is key. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hater replied, I don't understand all the people so deceived by you. As a Christian, I would never follow you. In which the reverend accurately responded, as a Christian, you're supposed to be following Jesus. The hater responded, at least I don't fuck dudes. Brereton shot back, on behalf of every gay man on earth, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, said the, the hater. The good reverend then clowned the hater, writing back, okay, you just said you wouldn't. You're sending a lot of mixed signals here. And after that, the hater apparently blocked the reverend. Priceless. What a great yeah. exchange. What Gold were your first star. thoughts when you heard about him in this? <laughs> I love Mississauga. That's her drag name. I need for her to come on, come out, and teach yeah. me her ways. The, the gays are undefeated as far as readings, reading is concerned. This gives me so much life. And now I kind of know how to uh, how I want to respond to haters. It's given me a way to communicate to them that this is not okay that right. this is uh, I, this is my line and with wit and witticism rather than because i can be a little bit brutal sometimes i don't know if you guys have you heard my reading uh, my my roast on you it was a little it was a little bit on the line i was a little but not too bad <laughs> we'll but do another my, one but you're my friend so can you yeah. imagine how it would be on somebody that is not my friend? I can get a little bit, I can get a little bit mean. So now this has given me a nice strict guideline of how I need to deal with people that are not so kind in the comments because you, uh, who, this man has no hell or heaven to put anybody in. He has no place to judge anyone. If he believes in the Bible, then he knows that there's only one person that can judge him. And I'm, I'm not going to go on my my so my reverend. I'm going to leave that for the, the Mississauga, the reverend. Uh, I don't have a soapbox to put to be on, but I I firmly believe that nobody on this earth can judge me, except for my mama. That's the only person. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it just goes along with the hate that we're seeing towards the community in the last year that we've just, it's so pervasive these days. Yeah. Well, the one thing I liked about this article too, by Queerty, I'll post this on tagspodcast.com. So you could read the exchange yourself and maybe follow this reverend too. I might want to go to his, one of his services in, I know. in Mississauga. <laughs> Ontario. Yep, that's one right. th yeah, the one thing that the article pointed out that's a good point, haters regularly interpret the Bible to condemn queers yeah. while ignoring its prohibition prohibitions against divorce, hypocrisy, and allowing poverty. But most of the Bible's condemnations against homosexuality are part of ancient Hebrew law, mm -hmm. which most Christians ignore. Yes. Christians also seem to ignore the parts where Jesus stresses the importance of loving literally everyone, whether they're Christian or not, and the parts where he rails against those who profit off of others' suffering. And I think there's great things to uh remember about yeah jesus does not say don't respond to violence with violence um yeah so great points by this article and i love this reverend wow it's so good yeah in the bible you're in the old <clears throat> testament i believe that you're not even supposed to eat shrimp or wear mixed fabrics or anything like right. that. right so yeah 
we don't five. interpret all that literal anymore if you are following the bible yeah so exactly we won't go into more bible talk here but we i know right? <laughs> right i never thought in a million years we would be talking about the bible you know sometimes podcast, we break some rules here necessary sometimes. absolutely all right well a brand new census u.s census study says that more than one million same-sex couple live here in the U.S. This marks the first time this figure drawn from the Census Bureau American Community Survey has exceeded one million. And they did this, it's the first time since 2021, according to the census data, since it was released in late November. The figure came to 1.2 million, including 710 households where same-sex couples were married and 500,000 where the couples were unmarried. It is based on information from the Census Bureau's American Community Survey. The number is significant, uh, even though it doesn't reflect all LGBTQ+. Plus, I didn't get a call. I was going to say, where's mine? Yeah, you know how they do this. Um, it, the ACS does not identify all couples living together since it only collects information about each household member's relationship to the householder rather than about the relationship among all household members. Mm. And it's increased, Cody, over the years. I think in 2008, it counted 540,000. So yes. quite significant jump. Also, in 2019, it did reach 980,000. But you and I were talking offline that maybe one of the new more recent developments is the pandemic back to the pandemic where many people started dating you met your boyfriend joe during the pandemic and for a lot of people it became a thing of convenience to move in together which could reflect what then we'll talk about a couple other reasons why we thought we're, we're talking about offline but do you think a lot of people and this is reflective of lockdown and the pandemic where people really wanted, reached out to others, got into relationships and just jumped over to moving in quicker than maybe they wouldn't have. I'm not well, saying you did this, but. I, <laughs> I was like, what is the implication here, yeah. Steve? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, um, but I, uh, I honestly wouldn't say that I think that people, I don't think people are jumping into it too soon. I think that the pandemic, what it allowed them to do was really evaluate what was important to them. We got right. a lot of time to ourselves in the pandemic. So I think that people started to prioritize relationships and being with somebody and just that having a, a person to love in their household. And I know that that's what I'm speaking from personal experience. And I think that during the pandemic, I really evaluated my relationship with myself and how I wanted to have a relationship with somebody else. And when the time came and I found the right person, that is when I, I wasn't willing to wait. I really just wanted to take advantage of this opportunity that I had been given and really see explored and see where it could go. So, yeah, because we I had lost so much time, I'm... right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So what are you waiting for? I think is kind of what you're talking about. And you just kind yeah. of jumped, which is great. Plus, and you're... Yeah. 
it looked like the zombie apocalypse. So I was like, oh no, I need to hurry up and have a boo here so we can fight it together. Sorry, that was a joke. Go ahead, what were you saying? <laughs> I love it. No, good for you. And I'm glad it's still working out. Yeah, I went a different road and I've never lived with anybody to believe it or not mm-hmm. at 51. And, you know, I don't know if I will, maybe someday, but yeah. I'm kind of like my alone time, like dating having them go home having them spend the night several times i like that kind of thing we'll see if i change that yeah see you that feels like you got to evaluate yeah what you what you want out of life and the type of relationship you would like to have and you explore that and this is what you have decided on and there's that's perfectly acceptable i think that's wonderful that you know that yeah and and that's what you want to actually go out for. And you just, we, it'll come. You'll find Well, and the other it. thing is, I notice I'm flexible, more flexible these days. So while I that works for me now and has worked for me for the last 51 years, I am very flexible these days to be able to pivot and open-minded to something new that could happen in my life. Bring it yeah. on. So it doesn't mean I'm locked in my ways. It's just mean this has been the story, and but I'm open to change absolutely more so than maybe I was in the past. And that was one of the things the pandemic taught me. But Beautiful. when we were talking offline a little bit, we were also talking on why maybe some of these numbers beyond the pandemic on why reporting how we've gotten to 1.2 million. Mm. Yes. And we were saying things like, in the, I think people are more comfortable now. So in the past, in the 80s and 90s, if you had gotten a call from the census, I'm sure many pe- gay couples that lived together did not want to tell somebody on the other line that they were living with another same-sex person yeah. because of the time frame, that what, what could happen if people knew about that and you didn't want anybody to know anything. It's not to say that people didn't live together. It's just Mm -hmm. that they were in more secrecy and private. Or when your mom came over to visit, that was your friend, your buddy, your roommate. Your roommate. (laughs) Your roommate. (laughs) Meanwhile, yeah. You were exactly. So I think it's reflective of the times of being more comfortable, more representation that we're seeing more, that people feel more comfortable to say, yes, of course, I live with my partner and answering that census question. I think yeah. we're at. Yeah. And I think it's also kind of reflective of what's going on in this country as far as gay marriage getting passed and it's more yeah. socially accepted. And so I think that people, it gives people more gumption to, I don't think that's the right word, but it's what, I, what I'm what i going yeah. with right now. <laughs> to, I like it. it gives them more gumption to actually be able to declare their love for some, uh, their, their significant other. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, feel free to weigh in. We've got more hot topics coming your way, including this next one, which when I first read it was very cringeworthy to me. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk, we'll break it down here. Oh, you've had evolving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Twitter users have been sounding off on what they're calling top privilege for years now, often in the context of foods that only tops can eat without concern. We're talking about fast food, dairy, coffee, which are not always Autumn's best friends. And 
the editor, the former editor-in-chief of The Advocate, Zach Stafford, mentioned uh, no Chipotle before sex rule among bottoms in a 2013 HuffPost blog post that he titled, adding that, that it's just one way in which tops have inherently greater privilege than do bottoms. So this is back in 2013. Well, there has been... This article found tons of people guys out there that are claiming top privilege out there. Like, for example, top privilege for dinner. And a guy is showing four Taco Bell packages right in his face. And he's looking into the camera. Another guy, dairy is top privilege as he has like a Dairy Queen ice cream in front of him. Mm -hmm. Flaunted another guy, Gabe Gonzalez, flaunted my top privilege by eating McDonald's for lunch in front of the entire scruff office. Rude. Um, another one had... Wait, P- P- how are you going to work for scruff and do this? That is just not okay. Well, I mean, they're not hooking up on at their lunch break. So. You know, but this is supposed to be a more inclusive, more... I know. It seems like an obnoxious community. term that it people is. are... Putting all around another guy who goes by Dago Planco wrote (laughs) with his hand in his face and this thing, not me drunk at the club last night with a crunch wrap. What's a crunch wrap, Cody? It's from Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds disgusting and I never want it. They're so good. (laughs) Oh my God. Somebody else wrote, top privilege is inhaling that crunch wrap supreme like I just did. Now there's a crunch wrap supreme. Oh my God. Somebody else put a picture of cheese. Somebody wrote, gay at work eating a mushroom and cheese pizza before going out clubbing. That's some top privilege. Somebody also wrote, had a bag of flaming hot Cheetos and a nice coffee for lunch today. The top privilege is out here. Cheesy stuff, jalapeno. Cody, all of these foods I would never want in my vicinity <laughs> at all as a bottom or a top or a side or any of the above. Gross. Mm-hmm. I hate this kind of food. And I just think I wouldn't want as a b- primarily bottom who tops uh-huh. these days too. I okay. wouldn't want my top eating that junk either. For the health reasons, and it's just disgusting. And by the way, don't bring it into bed. That stuff, like the last story we were talking about. <laughs> don't bring those messy Cheeto fingers into the bed. Disgusting. But what this is kind of top privilege, really, I think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What were your thoughts when I, you heard this? Yeah, I, so first and foremost, gordita crunches are delicious. Oh. <laughs> and they have their time and place. So they're not for every day. They're okay. special delicious treats that I have every now and then. I actually haven't had one in probably years. But still, I'm not going to deny myself. I am a firm believer in we should not deny ourselves if we really truly want something or desire something. Look, at the end of the day, butt sets, we all know, can be messy. And there's all, it, I don't care if you eat ice for three days or if you've cleaned out for 
until the water it runs clear and <laughs> there's always a slim chance that something can happen and i think that the top needs to understand this and i think that the bottom needs definitely needs to understand this and i think that we as tops i i'm a top a, a, a feminine top. I'm a blouse. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think that we should encourage our bottoms and love our bottoms and support our support our bottoms through anything. I encourage Joe, my boyfriend, to eat anything that he wants at any times that he wants, and I make him feel comfortable. I don't make him feel. I try not to make him feel any shame regarding anything that happens during sex. And I, it, it, you just clean it up and hopefully you keep going. Butt sex is amazing. So I want to enjoy it as much as possible. And nothing is going to stop me from enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it kind of sounds like these guys are throwing it in the face of the bottoms. Like, ha, I get to eat this and you don't. Yeah. And it's kind of a, it's obnoxious. It's not That's like obnoxious. you said supporting your bottoms and i know they're not talking to one person in particular they're just being silly and it's a trend so you know whatever but i do not want to be with any of those top guys primarily because yeah. i don't like any of those foods so i don't want them in my vicinity sorry i don't want a gordita or a what is that thing called the i'm wrap. gonna i'm gonna get you across a no, something from Taco Bell. You, you have no, a, no, I don't, you have a Taco don't Bell like, on your corner still. Yes, and I like We're totally going. put up blinders when I walk by. I, I hate <laughs> junk food. I've never. I mean, I, I don't like junk food at all. I like really delicious food, like yummy, and I don't mind indulging in delicious, food, delicious food, but not that's junk. And I, if I'm going to waste my calories, it's not going to be on a gordita. I tell you that yeah. I'm going to go to a really good okay. Mexican restaurant and get some really good tamales, which Ooh. or something that's delicious Let's and see, that's homemade not with real ingredients, quote unquote, not not Velveeta on the cheese. Bottom diet. Yeah. yeah, well, the, and the way I handle, I don't worry about it too much anymore because ever since I Pure for Men came out, that and I don't eat, and because I don't eat a lot of that junk stuff, I kind of it keeps me on a regular plan and. It's it's clean down there. Also, we're gonna have Dr. Goldstein, the good Ooh. ass doctor, on That's in the early bit of the year. He has a new product that is also cleans you out, and he's and he's got some great products we're gonna be talking about that you won't want to miss. So stay tuned for that. Great. Yeah, all good I'm stuff. Teach some top etiquette classes, by the way. Just, I think you, you just, should. Yeah. How to love your bottom. Thank you. In order to get a bottom. Thank you very much. All right. Well, I think we should go to the Reddit thread first because, okay. yeah. This is a, a fun Reddit thread that I saw that harkens back to an earlier time, but I wanted to bring it up again. The actual, the person, basic detective on Reddit wrote, gyms. I am a big fan of saunas and steam rooms and usually try to join gyms that have these amenities. People always assume that gay men are cruising when are cruising when in these. I am 31 and have never noticed this. Am I not paying attention or was this more a thing in the past? Well, 
you can imagine some of the, some people said, depending on the gym, there can be a fine line between looking, admiring, and cruising somebody else wrote. Somebody says it depends on the gym, but it can be pretty easy to miss if you aren't actively looking. My partner mm-hmm. never noticed the cruising at our old gym, but I thought it was really obvious. Somebody said the old valleys, one of their valleys, so many dicks were out. I think times were different though. The older I get, the less cruisy the gym seemed to be. And I would agree with that last part because Mm -hmm. in the 90s when I used to go to the gyms in San Francisco and even Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s in L.A. and even here in New York, Mm-hmm. The, the saunas were the, <laughs> a fun place to be. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and even I have twenty four hour fitness here in New York City that doesn't exist anymore on Twenty Sixth Street. I remember it, the guy was right. It ha- would happen at particular times. So, like a Friday night at nine o'clock at night when the gym isn't that busy, you could get lucky in the sauna because there weren't that many people policing and running around with towel Mm -hmm. service and you can have a lot of fun and get your workout in and that beat for many weekends for me uh, going out because if i was broke at that time i knew i could get Mm -hmm. laid and get a workout in oh you know i know multitasking i I love it yeah absolutely (laughs) but sadly i don't i think those days are kind of over. I don't know, Cody. Yeah. I mean, and when you do, we take Lincoln's fitness class every once in a while, sometimes before mm-hmm. we record Tag's podcast. And it's at this premier, we're not going to say the name right now, but premier gym with all the bells and whistles and all the gays are there with their hot bodies. And I've been in that locker room and I don't know. I think we're at a time now where nobody wants to do anything kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the OnlyFans kind of people out there are willing to break the rules and get some content. I don't know, Mm. though, because apparently that's against the rules of OnlyFans to produce content in public places. I just think times have changed and we're a little bit prudish and we don't we crack down on those things. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that back in the late 2000s, early 90s, it was every it was literally everywhere. I could go to the gym. Get a little workout in, a great pump, and then head to the sauna at one time. Oh, my God. I was in the shower, and this guy was, like, right across from me and looking into my shower stall. And I was looking at him in, from my shower stall, and we were, like, but just this rubbing is going one down. out. <laughs> we were rubbing one out while watching each other shower. And then we got together, and we went back to his house, and it was on a pop-in. It was uh, it was very, very hot, and I definitely have enjoyed myself many times in a sauna situation. Uh, it there was there's been a decline. I think that the gyms, in and of themselves, have really cracked down on this type of yeah interactions in their in their gyms in the steam rooms in particular. But I really, I really think if you know the right place to go and the right place to look for then you can find something out there because oh i'm sure oh yeah the gay gyms are always the place for you to go and and have this type of interaction if you want to i'm uh 
this this experience, this lovely this lovely time can, that you want to have. They can be some of the hottest experiences. And I remember back in, like you said, back in the '90s and early 2000s. I remember I worked at a radio station, and we were in Northern California, but we had a remote, a week long remote of all places at Disney World in Florida, <laughs> Orlando, and those queens <laughs> in my hotel, which must have been the Disney hotel that we were staying at. So Disney, mm-hmm. I remember I went into the sauna and there was a man in there. And mm-hmm. for some reason it was just the two of us. And we got closer and closer and rubbed one out each, not inside. We didn't, we were just stroking each other. We didn't like come Ooh. inside. The, <laughs> but it was, I was like, we're at Look. a Disney hotel. And that this happened, awesome. but this was back in the day when I think things happened more freely like that, and people didn't police as much. Yeah, they're on to us now. I know, right? But that was the best place to do it. You're in the shower. You it, you can clean up, clean it up really easily. Yeah. And I know that it in the gym that I used to go to, it's now they they tore it down. The one on twenty oh. third. Yes. You, you know you know which one. I'm I know which about. one. Yep. I know them cleaning up that sauna. I know that it was disgusting. It was like cleaning up a bathhouse. (laughs) Because you know they weren't cleaning it up like every night. So like they do the bathhouses, hopefully. I want to just apologize to those people. I'm really sorry that you have to clean up my my comb. (laughs) Right. Also, I just want to mention that this was in the late 90s, in the early 2000s, is when kind of when Grindr came out. So I think that the um, Well, in the 2000s, Grindr came out. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If you... So... That I think that when Grinder came out, then a lot of this culture went to the wayside because sex is so easily, readily findable on Grinder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Times have changed, sadly. But all right. Last story here. A Reddit thread asked gay guys, what's their biggest turnoff? What's, what's their biggest turnoffs in the bedroom? This was on Ask Gay Bros. And people had a lot to say. Say you are in the middle of hot sex enjoying, and then this kills the moment, the person quizzed. The thread gained over 100 100 responses in a little over 12 hours. The top one, though, as many can imagine, was poor Mm -hmm. hygiene. Poor hygiene was the most well-liked comment. There were also variations on the theme with others mentioning bad breath body odor, Mm -hmm. smell of (laughs) doo-doo, and (laughs) dick cheese. Ugh, yuck. Following poor hygiene... (laughs) (laughs) Following poor hygiene were a range of answers like cuddling. We all want a bit of cuddling. People are exclusively... So somebody wrote, people who are exclusively the little spoon, said one user. And we were talking offline, and I don't think you understood what the little spoon was. I immediately imagined I what it was. Oh, did you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm the, I'm the big spoon. Joe is the little spoon. Oh, okay. I've been both, and I've been both with different sized people. And you'll this will come up in a second. 80% of the guys I've been with, they said, tops and bottoms only want to be with the 
be the little spoon or lay on my chest. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not super into cuddling and I don't mind being the big spoon, but every once in a while I want to feel safe too. Yeah. Well, one guy agreed. He's six foot three and definitely a bear. Nobody ever considers I might want to be held sometimes. And that's so sweet. You know, yeah. I do agree though that a lot of people don't like cuddling at all with your hookups. And it's kind of a dicey situation. I personally, if I spend the night with you, if I was into you, I like a little pillow talk, a little conversation and don't mind a little bit of cuddling. Did you, when you were single like that? And were you you always the big spoon? I am a stage 25 clinger. I will be on you. (laughs) I am like a barnacle on a boat because it, I am a, cuddle monster this is like from the lips of my boyfriend because i hold on to him like there's no tomorrow Uh, some the the good thing about joe is that if i do turn over or if i get tired of cuddling him because it does happen sometimes you do want to be held as a person it i have needs also as well so they have to be fulfilled he he does cuddle me as well so it's a give and take but i yeah. am the, i am the main cuddler in my relationship the big spoon the big spoon and uh, he loves it so. i love that well other things that people said that annoyed or big turnoffs in the bedroom had to do with nipples and rough play so things like overly rough if you don't know somebody's really into that don't go hard on the nipples because that can really turn somebody off or being also too aggressive and rough. I think if you don't know that person's barometer, if you just met them, I've had that situation before where I brought somebody back. I, we were kind of toying with the whole Dom sub thing. I was being the sub, but I was toying around with it a little bit. When we got home, he was smacking me around. I had to put a oh. like, stop in and kick him out. I was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm not getting beat up today. <laughs> <laughs> A black guy is not on my list of things. I am a little bit too rough, though, sometimes. But a black guy is not on my to-do list. No, ma'am. No, ma- no Pam. No. A what guy? Uh, what? What did you I, say? I forgot already. <laughs> it was so spontaneous. Okay. I apologize. No, I thought you said a black guy. I don't want a black eye. No. Oh, a black eye. Okay. No. I heard black guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> a black eye. I yes. definitely don't want people to get that confused. I don't I know. want a I, black that's why I was like, eye. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, other boner killers included. Get this, Cody. Back to the bedroom. Food crumbs in the bed. Back to that again. A messy house or bedroom. You know, I don't mind if it's a little messy. Sometimes you don't know, you know, your place isn't always. But the bed, if if you walked into someone's bedroom and it was just trashed and and there were things like, you know, sometimes I've been where the sheets off the bed, I would almost turn around and leave. I know. Because I would be worried I would see a gordito sitting next to the sheet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I've done before, I have not been prepared for company, and I made them wait outside. I would go inside and clean up because my mother taught me better than that. Have you ever done that before? Um, Quickly, yes, I have, actually. Like, just wait over here, and everyone's does a zhuzh, of course. That's Don't move. classic. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's in a great Christmas movie. Um, Oh, my gosh. The one that's playing right... 
oh, I can't think of it. Anyways, it's a great mm-hmm. Christmas movie, and they do that in that movie. Um, Daddy watching us live says, I'm six, three and a half inches. Oh, my gosh. So I tend to be the big spoon. Yeah. Do you like to be the little spoon ever, though? Because I think sometimes we need to look out for our different sized people, too, that larger ones. They like I, to be spooned as well. I asked oh. him that, and he said he really he likes being the big spoon. Okay. So and you like your, Yeah, that's great. He can his needs fulfill, fulfilled. That's all that matters. I love it. Thanks, everybody, for playing along. The show does get repackaged tomorrow, Thursday, December 8th. It's episode 421. And you know, you can always follow my co-host, Cody. Uh, He's a life coach. Follow him at KMD Coaching on Instagram, KMD Coaching, or at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. Follow me at I am underscore Steve V. I am underscore Steve V on Instagram. Or, of course, at Tags Podcast. You can go to tagspodcast.com to get all the show notes and everything you need to know about the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching us live. And in the meantime, Cody, continue having hot gay Gay sex. sex. Yes. Yeah.